Hey, cassettes, and welcome back to the Christmas Case Diaries. <laughs> Today is an extra exciting episode because not only are we continuing with our theme of Christmas TV specials, we're also joined by a very, very special guest, Brett Wilson. Hi, Brett. Hello. Hey, Brett. Hi, Black Case Gang. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, pretty good. We're hanging in there having yeah. a Yuletide uh, time. That's right. Yeah. You'll logarithmic. Yeah. <laughs> so Brett is an incredibly talented artist and somewhat of an expert on classic Nickelodeon. We've been talking to Brett over social media for a while, and uh, he makes really good stuff, and it's beautiful, and I'm really, really excited that he wanted to be on our show. So thank you so much for being here. Thank yeah. you for having me. It's a true pleasure. <laughs> So, of course, we called him in to help us this week as we discuss the 1996 Hey Arnold holiday special. One of the coolest <laughs> specials out there. Let me tell you about it. No, no. Well, I mean, you will be telling Everybody's going to be telling everybody. Yeah, well, you'll get a chance to tell people about it. <laughs> right, okay. Arnold's Christmas. <laughs> yes. Before we launch into a discussion about this particular episode of Hey Arnold, let's talk a little bit about the show in general. We won't talk too much, though, as we will probably have a Hey Arnold-themed episode coming in 2020. Ooh, yeah, at some point, probably. Spoilers. We don't have, like, plans for it, but as I was writing this, I knew. And we probably will. I mean, oh, there's a ton of Hey Arnold stuff worth talking about, so definitely try yeah. it out. Yeah. You could even talk about the new movie. It's like, it's, <laughs> you know, it, it's not on the same level as the show. Yeah. It's pretty but, good. But it's, it's, like, still really good. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Plus, it has connections yeah. to older episodes too, so it's worth right. like bridging the yeah. gap. We'll just have a we'll just tr- make a Hey Arnold podcast. We'll just do a whole. <laughs> yeah, we'll just spin <laughs> off. I'm game. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, get Brett Wilson yeah, in all the time. He'll be he'll be part of that podcast yeah. forever. Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna talk a tiny tiny bit about the actual show Hey Arnold and where it came from. And this is actually really interesting, and I'm pretty. This is pretty cool. So the character Arnold was created by Craig Bartlett in the late 1980s as a stop motion character made from plasticine, which is I guess a clay like material generally for kids. Whoa. Yeah. Did so you know that, Adam? I didn't know oh, that. So it's so. kind of like those um, those little splash moments yes. between. Between shows on Nickelodeon where yeah. they have the yeah. nick, 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 nick. <laughs> and they were all done in that claymation, weird, kind of gross looking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That was how the character actually started. And it, that's why he has the football shape head because it was easy to mold nice. out of clay. Ah. Yeah. So Craig Bartlett's wife, her name is Lisa, Lisa Groening. She is the sister of Matt Groening, who created The Simpsons. And she helped him come up with the name Arnold for the character. And she also helped develop parts of the epi- parts of the show. For example, she's the one that thought that Helga would be in love with, with Arnold. Instead of her being just a standard bully, she added that layer to that character, which is really special. With The Simpsons, uh, Matt Groening had a Simpsons Illustrated magazine. And he would let Craig Bartlett... Aunt- like draw a little strip, comic strip, and he put the comic strip in there. Kind of got the Hey Arnold name out there a little bit. And so Simpsons viewers and other kinds of people were actually getting familiar with Arnold. And uh, so that kind of helped. Push the show and Mm -hmm. kind of gave it a spotlight. Right. It's cool. Yeah. And so he did that. But also, since he was still doing the claymation, he did three small clay animated shorts. And one of them got picked up by Sesame Street, and it continuously, it played on Sesame Street several times, not even just once. Oh, really? Yeah, it was called Arnold Rides a Chair. Yeah, it's about, it's really, really short. It's like, I think maybe 50 seconds long. (laughs) He sits in a chair, and a voice says, Arnold is going to try imagination today. And he goes off, and he's riding a chair through all these wonderful things. It's kind of nice. Yeah, and you see that theme kind of, move along with Arnold as he develops in the series because he always has those little aside moments where he's just kind of daydreaming or trying to figure out how to solve his problems. And then when he goes into his like dreamlike state, he can, you know, imagine himself in those scenarios. So it's, it's nice to see that intrinsically part of his character and make, make it like a staple of who he is. Yeah. That's, that's a super good point because I think there are even scenes in the show 
where he flies off to a different place. I'm, I'm <laughs> pretty, pretty much. sure. He has like a plane and everything just ready to yeah. go on the, ceiling, <laughs> uh, the rooftop. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of awesome. And I think the, the, one of the other shorts was called Arnold Escapes from Church. Yes. <laughs> and it was pretty much exactly the same thing where he's in church and he's bored and they're doing Psalm 23. And, and as they're doing the psalm, they say, you know, the Lord is my shepherd and he lay he laid me down in green pastures and so he's imagining everything literally mm-hmm. that he's hearing in the psalm and it's pretty funny. Yeah, Robin showed that to me and I thought it was there was this one part where I just I could not contain my laughter. It was so funny. Oh yeah. It, it, there there's a line where it says uh, uh, the cup it, the cup, <laughs> cup runneth over and so the the cup is like this this creature cup that like literally runs over one of his bullies. I can't remember which one. I think I think it's it? I think it's uh, Harold. Harold. Okay. Harold yeah. and Helga have yeah. like a tiny yeah appearance, and it just that. like r- literally runs over. <laughs> yeah, I love those visual cool. gigs. Yeah. Yes. So. Craig Bartlett was able to convince a Nickelodeon executive to make a Hey Arnold television show back in the early 90s. And uh, it took a few years to develop the show, but in 1996, in October, the show actually did premiere. The pilot episode of the show, as we know it, is called 24 Hours to Live. And it's really easy to point it out when you're watching the show because it looks different than the rest of the show. It's always easy to see the first episode. However... The actual real pilot never actually showed on TV. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah, they had a shorter version of it, and it played in movie theaters in front of Harriet the Spy. Whoa! Which is a Nickelodeon show that came out, the Nickelodeon movie that came out at the time, and then later on they just recut it and they just put, they stuck it into the first season. Yeah, season one. Just they just basically. yeah. <laughs> so, but that's the one you know where where uh, he makes Harold angry, and then Harold says he's going to kill him, and. So the Helga spends the entire episode saying, you have 24 hours. Oh, that's right. You have yeah. 20 yeah, hours. Yeah. She calls him down to the second how yeah, much time yeah. he has left to live. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's like a great way to start off the series because it's it's one of those things that some of the, you know, more insecure kids deal with growing up is how, how do you do with bullies? Do you like run away? Do you face them? Or do you just yeah. kind of invent your own solution? Kind of like Arnold did spur the moment with that, you know, song number. <laughs> <laughs> you know? yes don't hit me i'll hit me <laughs> that always stuck with me for some reason because of how insane that was really was. good <laughs> are you a professional dancer uh i am a man of many talents beyond <laughs> art so maybe <laughs> uh we can tell <laughs> i'm i love that episode yeah. I love when he when he does the song <laughs> yeah uh, don't hit me you never want to hit a crazy person <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You don't even want to touch them. You don't know what's going to happen. (laughs) (laughs) So the show focused on Arnold, a nine-year-old boy growing up in the city of Hillwood, a nondescript urban setting that was a conglomerate of Seattle, Portland, and Brooklyn, which I always, until even, I did this research a few days ago, Mm -hmm. I always assumed it was New York. I always thought it was. Yeah, me too. There was no, (laughs) I didn't think that... Is there like a space needle hiding in the background somewhere? <laughs> yeah. Maybe there is. We'd have to go back and watch every episode. Yeah. And see some of the things. Apparently it's supposed to be based on, because that's where Craig Bartlett grew up. I guess he grew up in Seattle and then he did, went to art school in Portland. Mm. And so, and then he just kind of incorporated Brooklyn, I guess, to make it part of that big city feel. But yeah, I always just thought it was New York. I've never even been to New York City. Yeah, it just, <laughs> I just assume that's it just what it was. It has a New York feeling to it. I don't, yeah, I cabs definitely, everywhere and. I like the feel of the art, but it definitely doesn't seem as busy as New York City because I've been there a few times and after like two days, I'm just like, I got to get out of here. There's just too many people. <laughs> Sensory overload. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true because yeah. it does It does seem, I, I guess I always just thought, you know, it's a cartoon, but it always seems so friendly to the kids. Yeah. <laughs> you know, these kids are always without their parents. They're always getting on buses and Maybe that was you know, 90s he rides New the York. city bus. <laughs> yeah. He rides the city bus to school. He's a city yeah, bus and in this and in this episode that we're talking about, he he and Gerald take the subway <laughs> and all that stuff all over the city by themselves. So yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, 
I only so, started doing that recently when I was in California, and that was a big like learning curve for me. So they got some. <laughs> oh yeah, figuring no. out where all the trains are Courage. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I guess maybe as a kid, that's why I would have thought it was New York because that was. As a kid, I, I thought only New York had subways. Like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, you know, yes. that's, that's the only, only city that's like popped into it. your head. That's exactly. Yeah. I yes. I <laughs> when when I was fourteen, I went to D.C. and I was like, they have a subway in D.C. <laughs> like, I I had no. So Arnold lives in a boarding house filled with unique and hilarious tenants, including his two loving grandparents, Phil and Gertie. Arnold is a loving soul who sees the best in everyone, even his constant bully, Helga Pataki. He navigates the problems of everyday life with his best friend, Gerald, at his side, along with a cast of wonderfully strange characters. Like Stinky. I love Stinky. (laughs) That really bites. (laughs) (laughs) Expect me to do some more voices because it's really fun to mimic them. (laughs) Yeah, they're great. And um, we mentioned Harold earlier, the the bully who's kind of Mm -hmm. not. (laughs) He wants to be a bully real bad. Yeah, he's kind of teetering on that tough kid, misunderstood chum kind of personality. Especially later on in the series where he like gets more character development and is kind of more with the group rather than against them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's what's something that was really a good strength of the show is that there is no true bullies or true villains. Like everybody's so layered mm-hmm. in the show, yeah. you know, it's like you, you have, cause for, for a minute it's like, Oh, big Patty. Oh, she's a bully. And it's like, no. And then we see and her soft like, side and we kind of reconsider what that really means, that label. So yeah, I commend them for their like, depth of character development for this show it's definitely unparalleled with most other shows at the time yeah yeah especially for kids on nickelodeon (laughs) (laughs) that's right the show was a perfect blend of the relatable and the surreal with realistic issues and settings mixed with cartoonish action and characters everything there were so many problems that were relatable in this but the 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 way things were presented like for example stoop kid oh yeah you know you know, like that issue of him, you know, being shy or, you know, being a homebody or de- not wanting to deal with all the pe- people or, you know, making fun of him. And he has this issue and it's like they, they demonstrate it with him being afraid to leave his stoop. And it's this really they I mean, it's just so r- ridiculous. Yeah, like, he, he becomes like a, a town myth, like, oh, stupid. <laughs> is, oh, she's still up there. He's, yeah. you know, he's a, he's a, he'll never leave. Yeah. So they yeah, they present a really serious or somewhat serious topic in in a cartoon way and it's throughout the whole show it's a very mature show in terms of its topics and what, what yeah, it goes through fine. but but you can you can handle it because of the lighthearted nature of everyone and the animation and just <laughs> even music helps with that too totally it has a great blend of uh, bizarre and like human moments that you can connect to you know back then and even now still Later that year, the first half-hour episode of the show came in the form of a holiday special called Arnold's Christmas. Before the special aired, the show tended to be more lighthearted. This episode covered serious concepts that brought a new level of emotion to the show. And we're going to talk about it. Ta-da! Yeah! Woohoo! If you didn't figure that out. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So before we talk about what actually happens in the special, we're going to just very quickly talk about who is in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to do our little starring session, section. and Yeah, so Lane Torin, credited as Torin Caudell as Arnold. He is actually an actor and musician who also voiced King Bob in the TV show Recess. What? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Another wow, great show. King Bob. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. I haven't thought about like, that uh, one in a while. Mikey and TJ. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Always like Spinelli. Yeah. <laughs> I just like saying your name, Spinelli. Yes, exactly. You always Rolls reminded right me of tongue. Gretchen, Mars. Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> the glasses. Yeah, and the, I see yeah. Now. the nerdiness. Yeah. <laughs> the nerd. <laughs> Thank you. That's quite eloquently put. <laughs> but yes, I, I related to her. <laughs> um, he also returned for the Hey Arnold Jungle movie as Che, a handsome young man that falls for. Olga. So isn't that funny? So in Hey Arnold, he's Arnold who Helga's in love with. And then in the Jungle movie, he was this character that <laughs> Helga's older sister fell in love with. Yeah, it's the ultimate long play <laughs> where Olga still 
at the end of everything still gets everything that Helga wants. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my. Oh, that yeah. makes me so sad. It's awful. <laughs> oh boy. Poor Helga. <laughs> Moment of silence. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Here's a moving thing. on. Poor Helga. You know what? I, I I don't feel as bad for her because dang it, she could have she could have confessed to Arnold. So long ago. She's nine. I don't care. She's a kid. It's she, embarrassing. She has a shrine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think she's beyond it. Yeah. Francesca Marie Smith as Helga. She also voiced characters in Recess, including Ashley B, and did voices for the Veggie Tales TV series. She voiced Helga all the way through Hey Arnold's initial run and even reprised her role in 2017 for the Jungle movie. Oh. That's kind of neat. Yeah. Impressive. I, I, now I need to go back and watch the movie and hear it because I, I <laughs> yeah. didn't notice the difference Yeah, when I watched the movie the first time. Yeah. I feel like it's it's pretty cool. I think that, uh, I don't know, She must her voice must not have broke very much. Right. Or no. she was able to do good. it. Yeah. She's just that good. She's just talented. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, Jamil Walker Smith as Gerald. And after playing Gerald for the run of the show, he went on to have a recurring role in Stargate Universe. He has found steady work as an actor and will also be in the movie Getaway Girls. Yeah, which is going to be, I guess, directed by Arnold. <laughs> Imagine Hilarious. that. Yeah. It's a small So world. Arnold became a film director. <laughs> I yeah. feel like the character Arnold could have been a really good director. He's he just really got would the have mind been. for it. Yeah. yeah. He was really creative. Tress McNeil as Grand McGurdy. Uh, she is an incredibly talented voice actor. Tress is known for playing Dot in the Animaniacs and has provided voices for The Simpsons and Futurama. She has a recurring role as Daisy Duck in many Disney projects. Yeah. Wow. She's got a this long is... list of uh, credits to her name. <laughs> It's crazy. A lot of them have really good stuff. <laughs> Quality. Yeah. Quality. Dan Castellaneta as Grandpa Phil. Hey, Arnold has a lot of ties to The Simpsons and Dan Castellaneta. <laughs> I, Cast- okay. Yeah. I think you're doing it. Neta is one of them. <laughs> <laughs> he has been voicing Homer Simpson since 1989. Yeah, and it's his IMDb IMDb page is pretty funny because it's it's just filled and filled with credits, but almost all of them are him playing Homer Simpson. Damn. <laughs> it's, it's like on the Tonight Show, on the Today Show, anytime Homer Simpson has appeared for anything. Gosh. I imagine his resume just has "I'm Homer" on it. That's all you need to know. <laughs> You're hired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bowen Coleman as Mister Wynn. He played Mr. Wynn for 28 episodes of the show. He also had a supporting role in Rambo, First Blood Part 2, but Hey Arnold was his last acting credit. Whew. Rambo? <laughs> Jeez, went from this to Rambo? What a difference. Whew. No, Rambo was first. <laughs> oh, Rambo was first. Okay, so he went more wholesome. Okay. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> according to IMDb, Bowen Coleman was at the actual fall of Saigon, which is depicted in the episode when Mr. Quinn hands Mai to a soldier on a helicopter. It seemed like a really interesting thing to include. This is the idea that, you know, Mr. Wynn was, they're showing Mr. Wynn going through that, and mm-hmm. the guy who voiced him actually experienced it. Yeah, yeah I, it really adds an extra level of depth to the credibility of his performance in the episode. Yeah. I was going to say, I saw some of the same stuff when I was doing some of the research before I ended up watching the special again. Mm. I, I kept hearing the same thing, so it's a pretty, pretty reliable fact all right last one guys (laughs) i think i can pronounce this one better hopefully vincent schiavelli as mr bailey a well-known and respected character actor he also voiced pigeon man in another popular episode he played lazarus in bride of boogity which we talked about earlier this year that was a fun one so now that we've talked about everybody that's in the episode Let's talk about the actual episode itself, parts of it, and the way the plot goes. The story for Arnold's Christmas was created by Craig Bartlett, Steve Vixen, and Joe Ansela Beher, I'm guessing. Whoa, mm-hmm. nice. Hey, that, that is impressive good. pronunciation. <laughs> Thank you. <Yeah. laughs> He's Spot probably, <laughs> it's probably not how to pronounce it. <laughs> it sounded right, A-plus. though. <laughs> yeah, it, they, yep. Steve Vixen wrote the episode. 
So the episode starts. It is now officially Christmas in Hillwood. We don't know how many days until Christmas in the in the very beginning of the special, but we know that they're doing a Secret Santa drawing, and you know the kids are playing playing in the snow, and it's beautiful. And yeah, got this nice twinkling slash kind of jazzy music yeah, by Jim Lang. Yeah, I was Lang gonna say it. It opens up with this really nice Christmas music that mm-hmm. a lot of other specials. Uh, at least these Nickelodeon specials don't tend to do. They'll open up with something related to the show itself yeah. or, or the theme song or whatever. But this one decided to take it the the next step and, and really hit hard with the Christmas vibe. Yeah. yeah. Definitely gave me some Charlie Brown vibes, actually. Like it's, that jazz or jazz feel. Just more oh, modern. Very similar kind of snow animation, too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just the, the feel and, you know, the way the title comes in. And it's kind of like exactly... Super good point. So Arnold, uh, they're doing Secret Santa, and Ar- Arnold pulls Mr. Wynn, and he is confused. He doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know v- Mr. Wynn very well. And I actually kind of wonder how many years they've been doing the Secret Santa because, yeah. you know, there's lots of tenants in that building, and I wonder how many times Arnold's got, like, Mr. Kakashka. <laughs> like, well, like, what would you get Mr. Kakashka? <laughs> You know what I mean? Now everybody can yeah. give me presents. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was a joke. <laughs> also, like, I, I would find that difficult. Kids getting, like, adults presents. And, like, I, I don't know. Yes. Like, that yeah. whole feel thing quite is kind right. of interesting. I mean, you know, he's a stranger. He's not exactly family like Grandma and Grandpa are, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, is Arnold the only yes. child in the house? Okay. He so. is because the sign says no kids, pets okay. Ah, on the side right. of the boarding house. And the pet being Abner <laughs> the pig. And, so yeah. that, that 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 kind of lends it to, to work out, I guess, in this case, because Arnold is is like the most mature kid you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. So That's he true. he is like the best one to buy for an adult if a kid had to do it, right? Because mm-hmm. um, the rest of the kids, like Gerald, for example, he's <laughs> talking about how he got everyone, including his four-year-old sister, a tie. <laughs> <laughs> because he didn't know what to get anybody. In this scene, Grandma wishes everyone a happy Thanksgiving. Yes. Right? When, when they when he it first does, which in. confused me because yes. I, didn't, I didn't actually watch Hey Arnold a lot as a kid. Yeah. Mar- so hey Arnold's one of those shows that sad. fell through the cracks yeah. for Marcy. Because Marcy wasn't Marcy didn't have cable and she wasn't allowed to watch a lot of TV shows on top of that. So yep. isn't that sad? Very sad considering how much it shaped me as a person. Yeah. <laughs> but at least you're catching up now. Yes, yeah, exactly, 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 exactly. So that line confused me a little bit. Yes. I was like, wait, it's Thanksgiving. Yeah, Cliff yeah. notes, Grandma's crazy. And everyone that loves yeah. it. <laughs> it was it was so funny. Yeah. It was so funny because we were watching it together and Marcy they're like, Christmas is tomorrow. And Marcy was like, Oh my god, how much time did he waste? It was Thanksgiving and it he's yeah. just now doing this. <laughs> True. <laughs> I was like, No, no, that wasn't Thanksgiving. <laughs> Grandma's running on a different clock. Yeah. yeah. But then that begs another question. Why do they pull names the day before Christmas? <laughs> or a couple much? days or a before. Couple days before like. To build dramatic you know tension in the writing is my guess. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Less logistics, more, you know, entertainment. <laughs> it, it, it's also hilarious when they do decide to, to pull names. Um, Grandpa's like, hey, give us some Christmas music. She's uh, Grandma's sitting on the piano, and she plays like... Camptown Racism. Camp <laughs> Yankee Doodle, too. Oh, Yankee Doodle. Yeah. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Desperate to figure out the right gift, Arnold visits Mr. Wynn and asks him about his life. Mr. Wynn tells Arnold a harrowing tale about his life in another country and a war that separated him and his infant daughter. Mr. Wynn came to the U.S. in search of her, in search of her, but has yet to find her. Now, in this scene, they depict the Vietnam War. And this is kind of, it, it's a little tough to say that because they don't say, he never says he's from Vietnam. And he never says that it was you know, the Vietnam War. He just says it was a war in the North. And that is really what, I remember watching this as an adult, the first time I saw this as an adult, that really tipped me off. I, I saw that, I said, oh my God, he's talking about the Vietnam War. And uh, there's an image of him running past an American flag that's ripped up and, you know, as he's desperately trying to get to the, you know, he's got his daughter with him and he's trying to get to the helicopter. And uh, they're they're recreating, you know, this really 
emotional scene where he gives his daughter up so that she can be a refugee in America to save her life. And, you know, the, the is very specific to what happened in Saigon and everything is, it matches up actually perfectly, especially when he says it took me 20 years to get out of the country with it, with the episode being in 1996, it means that Mr. Wynn has been in this city for about a year. Wow. Yeah. It has real life continuity. It's, it's very impressive for any form of entertainment to kind of have those parallels and all the research thoroughly done. It, I mean, as I said before, it really, drives that emotional point home like to the point where you just feel so much pain and suffering of everyone that you're seeing but also like the sympathy for them and you know seeing Mr. Wynn just hold up his daughter above the entire crowd just and she has no clue what's going on that's like the gut-wrenching waterworks part for me at least yeah yeah it's so tough because you and it's such a real life you know people made those decisions and it's such yeah. a hard thing to, you know, to imagine, you know, because we only see May or my, I'm sorry, we only see her for a few minutes. I mean, maybe like two or three minutes of the whole special, but we don't know anything about the life that she led after that. We don't know, you know, I mean, I'm sure it wasn't easy. And so it, this is, I, I just was blown away the first time as an adult watching that. I thought, oh, my God, you know, they even, I couldn't believe they even touched it. I couldn't believe that that was something that they talked about in this kid's TV show. And yeah. Right. And, and once you realize it, it's like, well, that was completely obvious. Mm-hmm. Even the way it's drawn, you know, the the with the helicopters specifically, it's mm-hmm. like, like a Huey or something. And it's like the famous helicopter used in Vietnam. And right. it's just like everything about it, all the detail yeah. there that could just easily be brushed away if you're just a kid watching but you see all that stuff now and you're like oh it's obviously mm. yeah. what, what they're referencing it was very smart for them to not say vietnam yeah 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 mm-hmm. you know it, it was it was very smart for them to keep it it obviously was very specific it wasn't vague but for a child it is vague to a child it's just oh war yeah. right mm-hmm. a different country you know, that's it. Yeah. So the episode is actually given a lot. People are always praising this episode because it they say it gives kids a lot of credit uh, for having something so intense in the episode and kind of teaching kids this very big lesson that, you know, mo- most shows probably would never mm-hmm. consider touching. I mean, some shows will discuss the topic of war in in other ways but something like this how it specifically affects a, yeah. a one person and his family you know that's something that is is a lot rare a lot yeah. more rare. it cuts deep and later on in the show actually we find out that gerald's father fought in vietnam they bring they bring this this topic back later on in a different episode yeah it's veterans and, day i believe yeah yeah and maybe that's partly why we're going nuts for Arnold even today. You know, there's still a strong vocal fan base for them because they not maybe not everyone understood the lessons and the messages that they watched growing up. But as they revisit it, they can pick up on those things that they may, may have missed the first time around and can appreciate it for having all those layers to make it something truly remarkable rather than just kind of a topical, you know, sitcom type of cartoon that you'll forget in like a year. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. That That's partially why I'd be afraid with all this discussion about Nickelodeon and Netflix and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm partially afraid if they were to do more Hey Arnold because it would be really hard to get back to that. You know, it, it would take a lot of work and a lot of passion. Whoever's working on it really needs to love that show <laughs> and know what makes it good for for it to, to be right. So I guess we'll see. Yeah. Cross your fingers if it does happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So Arnold is now inspired to make Mr. Wynn's dream of seeing his daughter a reality. And and he springs into action. Arnold heads to the Federal Office of Information and he and Gerald beg a man named Mr. Bailey to locate Mr. Wynn's daughter. Mr. Bailey tells the boys that he would do so if they finish his Christmas Eve shopping. So the boys set out to get everything on the list. Mr. Bailey is definitely a reference to It's a Wonderful Life. It's gotta yes. be. Yeah. I don't I think mean, they've ever officially said it, but it's, it's has, it has to be. 
I every time I watch it, especially when Gerald is like, "Don't you think so, Mister Bailey?" Yeah, it's like yeah. almost a very you know like. Right. And the talk about Christmas <laughs> miracles too. It's like a very wink, wink, nudge, nudge moment for people paying attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Somewhere else in Hillwood, we see Helga trying to find a gift for her secret crush, Arnold. If if anybody listening has never seen Hey Arnold, Helga has a crush on Arnold. <laughs> but it's more than that. <laughs> it's more like a full fledged obsession. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I have to say, as a former young girl, I was a young girl at some <laughs> point in time, and pretty much every crush that any young girl has is basically an obsession. Yeah. You know, it's it, it can be... Did you make any shrines? I didn't. No, I don't think so. No. I wrote a lot about it. <laughs> you know, journaling. I, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because she journals about it in the show, too. I think it's just, it's, it's definitely, like, heightened for the show, but, like. For sure. It, it's it's relatable. I feel like you, you know, you're watching, you're like, yeah. Like, I see it. So she's trying to find a gift for Arnold, and she eavesdrops on the boys and discovers what they are trying to do. The last item on their list is a pair of incredibly rare Nancy Spumoni snow boots that Helga also wants for Christmas. So basically, earlier in the episode, Helga says Christmas is all about gifts, gifts, gifts. I really want these snow boots. They're going to be really popular. I really hope my parents don't mess it up. I hope they actually get the my present that I want this year for Christmas. The boys go off and they are searching store after store for all of these gifts that this man gave them a list to get. And the last thing they have to get are these really rare snow boots. The Tickle Me Elmo of the time, I guess. Yeah, I remember that craze. Mm -hmm. Disgruntled parents like pulling each other's hair just to get the last one at Walmart. (laughs) Yeah. I love the foreshadowing at the beginning of the episode where Helga points it out. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, wow, these Nancy Spumoni snow boots. I want them so bad. They're yeah. amazing. And then one of the classmates, I've forgotten her Rhonda. name. Rhonda, that's it, comes up and is like, well, good luck. They're mm-hmm. impossible to find. Every, you know, there just Everyone's aren't enough of them. of them. Yeah. Yeah. So then, of course, they bring that back. Of course, that would be the last thing on yes. the list. And it's crazy that that was the last thing. You know, like, it wasn't the first thing on the list or in the middle of the list. Like, it was <laughs> the, the very last thing for them to get. It's, yeah. The stores are closing. It's Christmas Eve. And now they have to find these incredibly rare snow boots. And everyone is so mean. <laughs> they all just laugh in their faces about it. And it's <sighs> awful. If Having worked in retail, if... If you ever were to just laugh at somebody out of the store, you would be you'd be in so much trouble. Oh yeah, yeah. so much. It's and and they're children. Yeah, like they're so mean. They'll they'll be like you know oh sure sure you want a pair of Nancy Spumoni snow boots perfect um here let me just uh, call some guy over he has them you know and then they yeah. just brings his friends over and they all laugh yeah it's like dude oh, you want to be on a waiting list you can you, <laughs> you can, can get, get some in the maybe around the fourth of July yeah. oh man oh, do you mind if I gosh. make a quick tangent about that um, <laughs> sure there's there's another instance of another Christmas episode on Nickelodeon uh, Rocco's Modern Christmas where mm-hmm. Rocco goes buy shoes too and there's like all these alligator shoe salesmen who also are pretty mean to the little elf that he has oh. to go rescue um and i i just thought it was worth mentioning like the parallels because they came out around the same yeah. time maybe it's just yeah. a sign the times where shoemen were really mean to customers yeah, maybe they were. <laughs> apparently there there's like a there's like a i guess a stereotype for car salesmen being kind of mean in in ruthless yeah, or like in, very in aggressive the in sell, some way sales of cars yeah, so maybe they decided to kind of portray that, but <laughs> instead of a car salesman, they just chose yeah. s- shoes because kids understand that rather right. than yeah, I think kids wouldn't really nice. get the idea of you know the nuances of buying and selling cars. I, and I imagine, too, it, part of it is that these salespeople are kind of at their breaking point. Mm. Yeah, it's Christmas that's true. Eve, we're in a big city, you know, and they've probably had like at least a thousand people ask yeah for these snow boots and they've had to tell like a thousand mm-hmm. people so i'm maybe... sure they've also had a lot of adults yelling at them yeah, yeah so, so be like how yeah. do you not have these so, boots like, it, oh my gosh like there's no excuse like you should never yell like you should never laugh at kids like that like that was really cool yeah. obviously but i'm guessing that it was like this is a situation we can control like we can actually you know yeah some way to de-stress i guess for them 
Uh, so the snow boots are uh, Nancy Spumoni snow boots. Mm-hmm. In the Hey Arnold universe, there's a singer named Dino Spumoni. He comes up a lot, and he's a very he's basically Frank Sinatra in their okay. in, in their time. He sounds like Frank Sinatra. He's like a he's like a crooner, and he's past his prime. And Arnold helps him a lot. And I'm guessing Nancy Spumoni must be his daughter, just like how Nancy Sinatra is Frank Sinatra's daughter. And Nancy Sinatra sang the song "These Boots Are Made for Walking." Uh-huh. Yes. So. Nancy Spumoni. Clever. Exactly. Yeah, so this week's drink of the week <laughs> is actually uh, named after the Nancy Spumoni boots. Ooh, what's <laughs> that? Yeah. Look at that, Wow, Brett. oh, it's actual boot glass. Robin had this lovely <laughs> boot um, cup, so it worked out perfect. Very good. You can find that on our Patreon page. Yes. It's kind of like an ice cream float with yes. Spumoni ice cream. Ooh, what does Spumoni yeah. ice cream taste like? It is three flavors. It's chocolate, cherry, and pistachio ice cream. Whoa. Oh, I don't even think we have that at my neck of the woods in Connecticut. <laughs> oh, I don't, yeah, it's like a. It's supposed to be like gelato, but we're not yeah. fancy. It's it's just ice cream here. <laughs> <laughs> so. After Arnold and Gerald returned to Mr. Bailey with all the items except for the snow boots, as we said, they couldn't find them, Mr. Bailey refuses to help them. What a terrible person. I wrote that in the doc. I mean it. Yeah. (laughs) These kids did so much work. (laughs) You are a jerk. Saved his ass. Yeah. Seriously. You know that if he showed up at home with nothing, his (laughs) wife would have lost it. I know. I can't believe it. Oh, the boys walk away feeling dejected. So they did all that shopping for nothing. Mr. Bailey says, nope, you didn't get everything on the list, so. Yeah. If it were me, I'd be like, well, I'll keep I guess some- this stuff. <laughs> I'm just going to take yeah. this back to the store. <laughs> yeah, you can go shop now that it's, you know, everything's closed now at 11 o'clock or whatever. Oh, yeah, no, because I, I know it's Christmas time, so it was probably like 6 o'clock because mm-hmm. it's dark. Right. But it feels like it's really late at night yeah. because it's dark outside. Yeah. Like stroke of midnight late. Helga, don't forget about her. Helga heads, heads home to her own family's Christmas, and her mother gives her a Christmas gift. They are the actual Nancy Spumoni snow boots. So Helga comes home after finding out that Arnold needed those snow boots. She's just like, okay, cool, but I can't do that. No one can do that. And she heads home. And her mom gives her a Christmas gift, and it's the it's the Nancy Spumoni snow boots. And her mom tells her, I stood in line for hours to get these. They're the last ones in the city. And Helga runs out into the snow, and she's really excited. And there's this fun, like, Nancy Spumoni jingle playing in the background. It's like, ooh, Spumoni or something. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. It's a weird song to dance to in the snow. <laughs> I want to point out, too, that Helga has kind of a rough home life, and it's portrayed a lot in the show. And so the fact that her mom like really did this for her, like stood in line for her, and was so excited to give her this gift, that's a big deal. Oh yeah, uh, um, because a lot of the time her parents seem kind of absent. Uh, you know, her dad is always off running his beeper empire because it's the nineties. Yeah, and <laughs> and you know, her mom is generally just seems kind of apathetic a lot of the time mm-hmm. or you know maybe maybe a little depressed and, and which we'll talk about someday when we do a hey arnold episode like hey right. arnold just uh, by itself but you know so the fact that, that they did this for her is kind of a big deal and uh, so she's really excited and she runs out into the snow and then she remembers like that she has the list in her pocket of all the gifts they needed to buy and it falls out of her pocket and she sees it in the snow and she <laughs> she says you know not another moral dilemma. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real peanuts moment. <laughs> yeah. Gee, Charlie Brown, what are you going to do now? <laughs> so Helga decides after all of that to bring the boots to Mr. Bailey and to try to save Arnold's Christmas. And of course, Mr. Bailey is like, no, it's closing time. I'm going home, blah, blah, blah. And Helga says, dude, for real? 
You had mm-hmm. t- you had two nine year olds get all of your gifts for you, and I'm giving you the last thing you needed. And now you're gonna be like, I'm going home. Seriously, though, she says she's like has this really wonderful, eloquent speech. But basically, that's what she's saying. <laughs> yeah, like, bro, seriously. <laughs> I'm glad she put him in his place because he needed a reality check after being burnt out from work. So Helga reminds reminds Mr. Bailey that not only if he does if he chooses to go home, she tells him not only will Mr. Wynn not be reunited with his daughter who he's been separated from for 20 years but also he would be destroying arnold's view of christmas and his belief in miracles and it you know i think that that's really the thing that actually convinces him to to stay yeah there's a moment where helga says something along the lines of this this kid who who really means well and has a bright View, but he's, he's got really, a good heart. Yeah, yeah, he's got a really good heart, but he's somewhat unrealistic. Yeah, no sense of reality. <laughs> no, that's what she says. No sense of reality. So on Christmas morning, Arnold is about to apologize to Mister Wynn for not having a gift when the doorbell rings and Grandpa lets in Yuletide pranksters. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> Do you know Let's anyone in. who pranks people during Christmas? <laughs> Because that's new to me. I've never heard I've of I've never it. heard of the old time pranksters. <laughs> Maybe a snowball in the window, but that's it. Yeah. Maybe that's just what he calls uh, carolers. <laughs> yeah. The old time pranksters. I thought I gave you a candy at Halloween. You want more? <laughs> <laughs> when the doorbell rings and Grandpa lets in my, Arnold is blown away, confused as to how this happened. And Gerald tells him that it must have been a Christmas angel. The episode ends with Helga standing alone in the snow after lear- after leading Mai to the boarding house. The image drives home the concept of giving for the sake of giving, and the audience could never question how much Helga cares about Arnold. Never once in the show does she ever mention what she did. She thought Arnold was naive to believe in miracles until she became the miracle herself. Oh. Did you notice at the end she's still standing in socks? Oh, yeah. Uh. I'm... Oh, because she gave oh. up the very shoes she on her took, feet. She took off the boots yeah. on the way to the place to give them to that guy, and she just, you know, never went back yes. home. God, because because they say either we, either you go home and crush this kid's dreams, or we stay up all night looking for this girl. So who knows how long they yeah. were at that building Man. looking for my? Yeah. yeah, she must have cold feet by now, like frost. Yeah, <laughs> wet cold feet. <laughs> Also, what is she going to tell her parents? Yeah. They don't address uh, that one. She's gone all night. <laughs> I mean, I guess they live in a big city. She'll, she could just say she got mugged. Yeah. Right? Well, that's true. I mean, <laughs> there is an episode where Arnold gets mugged, so it's completely plausible. Yeah. 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 And, and, and how desperately everybody wanted these snow boots. I yeah, mean, that's you true. I could imagine somebody would see them, because she was, it was still Christmas Eve when she got them. Yes. Yeah. Seeing somebody out in the mm-hmm. street with them. Yeah. <sighs> Believable. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty much the synopsis for the episode, and we're just going to talk a little bit about what we like and yeah. why we think it's so special. Sure. What's your favorite part of this episode? I'm a guy who likes sensitive things, so whenever a cartoon can move me to tears more than just laughs, that's usually pretty memorable. And, you know, as I mentioned before, that whole flashback scene where Mr. a young Mr. Wynn gave up uh, my to the soldier, that gets me every time like i can't help but well up like as if it was my own child i had to give up even though i don't have kids and um just seeing them reunite just really warms your heart so that's that's like a a clear highlight for me um but i also like some of the other lighter moments that were sprinkled throughout the episode like (laughs) i think we mentioned this too before like mr kakashka putting all like the labels of his name (laughs) in the secret santa bowl and he's just like brushing it off as if this always happens what are you talking about (laughs) it's great yes one thing that i love about the end when they're opening presents he's like oh look i'm going to open my present what could it be and he opens up (laughs) and it's a bag of coal yeah oh that was very satisfying to see (laughs) somehow yeah (laughs) that's what you get now go make a barbecue pit (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah but but that's kind of leading into one of my favorite things about this special is how how serious or or important of a topic it is you know this separation of families on christmas and all this stuff but the show 
being a cartoon can still find time for humor like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As simple as giving somebody coal on Christmas morning or Gerald only buying ties for everyone. <laughs> you know, like the at the beginning when when Arnold convinces him that he needs to think a little bit more about his gifts, uh, <laughs> Gerald turns around and starts to walk away. He's like, oh, where are you going? He's like, I've got to return your gift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Things like that, those quick moments um, – really drive home this yeah uh yeah i like telga's craziness her just her overreaction <laughs> of everything pretty much there's a scene when i was watching it with robin again um where she goes out and she's looking at all the different things that she can get for christmas or that she might want or you know that are just out around in the store, and she sees this train, and she starts describing it. <laughs> like how <laughs> and awesome And then she it even is. describes there's this little character on top. Was it one um, <laughs> one legged Bob, the affable railroad tramp? <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> so little moments like that were just yeah. so enjoyable. How grown up the kids really are, but there's still moments where we were we're reminded that they're children. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like it, that's so it's so important to have those little those little nuggets, those little moments mm-hmm. to remind us like these are just nine year old kids. You yeah. Know, they just want toys. And presents. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and also- that's perfectly okay. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. It, 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 I still get toys. I lo- I love toys. <laughs> yeah. Love that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I think my favorite part of the special is the ending. I I usually like the whole thing makes me sad, <laughs> mm-hmm. but in a good way. You know, I like yeah. things that yeah. make me sad. And uh, at the end, when she's standing in the snow and she says "Merry Christmas, Arnold," and she's all by herself, and it just it makes me cry every single time. Just the whole thing that all like she put so much work into it, mm-hmm. and he has no idea, and he's never gonna know. It's such a selfless yeah. act. Yeah, and she I mean she doesn't even she didn't even get to see the reunion. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. she just yeah. put, she just walks in, and then like that's it yep. for her. And I just I, I can't. It's just. Every time, I'm like, my God. <laughs> Man, if Arnold knew that, he, he would have changed his perspective on her. But yeah, I, I, I guess there's so other too. moments where, you know, her humility shines through to her, I mean, to Arnold, um, to kind of kind of establish the secondary bond underneath the whole, like, weird bullying thing. Yeah, it's it's really cool because it's so much more complicated than just a girl who has a crush, so she bullies him. Totally. You know, yeah, there's such this, there's a wonderful, and there's episodes where she bumps into Arnold and she's like, you know, get out of the way, you know, you're in my way, or she'll yell at him and he'll just smile and he'll say, sure, Helga. Like he knows, like he, you know, it's not like he, you know, knows that she loves him or whatever, Uh but he knows that she's, that's just, you know, it's kind of like. Yeah, it's how she deals with like the neglect of her parents and other things going on in her life. And I think he has enough perception to see through that and treat her with kindness, which is, you know, may lead to her opening up steadily just a little bit more and more as the seasons go on. Um, What also comes to mind are the episodes where, uh, like, Helga's having flashbacks. I think she's at a a psychiatrist's office, and she's like, baby Helga and baby Arnold, and he offers his little umbrella to her after she gets splashed in the mud, which is very tender. And then there's, like, that Valentine's Day date that Helga goes on with him. It's just... (laughs) Moments like that where you really get to see the true depth of these characters and how much they truly care for each other, even if there's like a bunch of topical stuff in the way. Yeah. So the special deals with very serious subject matter for a children's TV show. And we've talked about this already a little bit. Do you guys think that there would ever be a show today that would talk about something as serious as Vietnam? Uh, Hmm. Gosh, it's hard to think of any. I mean... There are some that, you know, touch on somewhat serious things. I know there are some, like, interesting subplots in something like Adventure Time where it's, Mm -hmm. like, actually, turns out it's actually post-apocalypse and and the Ice King is actually a normal guy who's gone crazy. And it's, you know, some things like that, but nothing as direct and and as as, um, specific as something like Vietnam. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of the humor in cartoons nowadays relies a little bit on the randomness. Yeah. You know, like, like, look, this character is a slice of pizza. <laughs> or, you know, how wacky! Whoa. I, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, in reference to Uncle Grandpa, the one of the 
I, I, we don't need to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's a lot of humor like that where, you know, it relies on that too heavily. Yeah. To even, like, the character designs are ridiculous. So imagine, or I couldn't imagine a slice of pizza talking about something serious like Vietnam. You couldn't take you know? them seriously just because of the way they look and carry exactly, them. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You know, in, in Hey Arnold, the characters are a little bit, out there, right? Stinky's like this huge twig person. He's so skinny. <laughs> yeah. Um. Her- Gerald's hair is super tall. Arnold has a football shaped head that they reference. Yeah. Like it's not just he's drawn that way. They say they like, talk about you have it. a football shaped head. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it, it, they're a little bit crazy, but they're grounded enough in reality to where you can take them seriously when when you need to. So I I don't know of any show right now. Yeah. That could do it. I yeah, mean. I definitely agree with you there. Um, a lot of more current cartoons depend on like, I don't want to say memes, but like a lot of like strange, superficial humor that's like, look how wacky this is. Or like, you know, look at me making a stupid face or like bing bong boop, you know, <laughs> silly stuff. It doesn't really get to the heart of the human condition quite like a show like Hey Arnold does. And I don't know if that's just a sign of the times of the, how the nineties were back then, or if it has to do with, you know, like how, how the writers come up with these ideas and reference their personal experiences or like actors experiences. It's, it's hard to really say. Um, but I think if it's done well, um, something like this could still exist. It just kind of needs to cut through the noise of what everyone else is doing. That's kind of like this umbrella of sameness that we're experiencing. Yeah, I, I I think it's possible. Like there, I'm sure it can be done. Obviously, it has been done with mm-hmm. Hey Arnold. Um, have you seen uh, Brad? Have you seen any of Steven Universe? Oh, I've I've watched That's it up until about. the like confrontation of Steven and White Diamonds. Um, that's when I lost cable, so I couldn't see the conclusion oh. of that, <laughs> which sucks because that was like a <laughs> pinnacle of the series, but. I, I do appreciate that show more than I initially judged it as because it kind of goes from that like bleep bloop cookie cat oh yeah you know silly <laughs> me- meaningless stuff to you know having deeper connections and you know having real moments with the characters as they deal with like ocean cities um, you know state and all the crystal gems coming um, you know from the other planet to kind of figure out what their destiny is and all that stuff. Um, it, you, you can kind of see the progression of maturity that the series has as it goes further along. And I definitely feel like if more series can, you know, ground themselves and like establish their fan base and stuff like that, then they can take more creative risks, risks where they can present more mature topics, but also make it palatable. So what, what do you think the benefit is of having, having a topic that serious in a kid's show? I feel like there's a lot of benefits because it, it these are big topics but typically they take small ways of show like for example we talked about how this one it has the vietnam war in it but it generalizes it it makes it just for kids seem like it's just you know just one war and everything like that so it it makes it more bite-sized pieces for kids to understand so that way as they get older and are able to take in more of the facts of these kinds of events, it's easier to digest, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, in a sense, making it more approachable um, when introducing it younger, it kind of prepares them for issues like that if they should happen to come up later in their lives versus just being blindsided by it once they hit, like, 18 or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it starts a conversation. I guess is one thing that's really good about it. Yeah. You know, and and I think that Arnold having this, like he's like embracing this person that is very different from him and and his longing to know more about that person is something that's really special because, you know, it teaches kids, you know, you see somebody that, you know, somebody that has come from a totally different life than you, it'd be really good to meet that person and to share their perspective and to understand where they're coming from. So I think that that was, you know, one thing that's really special about this. But yeah, I mean, I think that that might be that might be all we have. 
go watch this. Uh, <laughs> it is an incredible piece of not only television, but animation as well. It's like in many people's top cartoons of all time because of the all the stuff we talked about. So if you've never seen Hey Arnold or if you've seen Hey Arnold and haven't seen the special, definitely check it out because it, it'll be yeah. a good time. Yep. It's on Hulu right now. Hopefully you can all find it somewhere online because <laughs> everyone should watch it. It's amazing. So we want to thank you, Brett Wilsons, for guesting with us. Yeah, and and Brett's Brett's a wonderful artist, and yes. I think you uh, did. You want to talk about something that some stuff that you're working on? Yes, Mr. actually, um, I'm not going to touch too too much upon it because it's still in progress. Um, you don't want to give us an exclusive. <laughs> I mean, if you if you want, I can. <laughs> if you want to have me back on again, I'll I'll give you some now. But yeah, All right. um, so. I know you guys are already Fear of the Dark fans, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I am, for awesome. sure. I'm glad Definitely. to hear that. Because <laughs> for the past two years now, I've been actually working on an episode guide for the entire series. And not just wow. a written one, a fully illustrated one where there's drawings of every single episode. And wow. the Dang. 30th anniversary is technically coming up. Halloween of yes. 1990 because that's when the pilot, The Tale of the Twisted Claw, aired. So I felt yeah. like it would be a prime opportunity to release the book then as like a 30th anniversary ultimate episode guide. And wow, that is super Heck cool. Yeah. yeah, I would buy that. Yeah, it's that's got complete incredible. reviews and ratings of every every episode. It's got basic credits. It's got synopsis for every episode, quotes, trivia, dude, review. Man, we can't wait. Um, um, yeah, dude. That's my favorite Nickelodeon show. How cool ever. is that? I'm, I'm glad that we connected them because there's going to be a lot of content for every Are You Afraid of the Dark fan in here. And um, yeah. there's actually even cast and crew interviews that I managed to get. So lots of stuff for everyone wow. to enjoy. Not just a bare wow. bones episode guy. It's got everything any Are You Afraid of the Dark fan would want. Oh wow. my gosh. That is incredible. Thank yeah, you. that's amazing. Thank you for making that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so where can people find information about that or like nowhere at the moment (laughs) except here (laughs) well when they that's true well when when they want to yes uh, um twitter instagram anything you want to mention oh yeah when when it's ready because i in in the process of making the book i have gotten kind of ahead of myself due to the hype so i do have some like previews of it on both my instagram page and my facebook page but when i'm officially ready to announce um, the book, which is called Scary Tales, The Ultimate Unofficial Guide to Are You Afraid of the Dark, I will definitely make a formal announcement for everyone so that they're able to like pre-order it or buy it or whatever once um, the 30th anniversary rolls around. Awesome. Dude, sweet. That sounds great. Yes. Also, Brett's got a, a nice, sweet Redbubble account. Yeah. Yes, I do. It's I actually fun. have uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark <laughs> stickers there if you yes. know, you're looking for your favorite villain or character from the show. Sweet. Hell yeah. What's, yes. what, what's your what's your Redbubble name so people can find you? I think it's just like Brett Wilson Art uh, or like redbubble.com nice. slash Brett Wilson Art. And it has like a banner of the Midnight Society up top. And you'll have my little like logo of my character in the red flannel. So, yeah, I got a lot of stuff there for everyone. I'm super passionate about the show. And, you know, hopefully I can just kind of extend the life of it in all the right ways uh, for the yeah. fans who grew up with it. Oh, yeah. Are you also a fan of Pete and Pete? Yes, and Salute Your yeah. Shorts, which is why yeah. I felt compelled yeah. to, like, specifically <laughs> to be on this show because yeah. I love all three. That's like the trifecta of live-action Nickelodeon shows from the yes. 90s. <laughs> the best, yes. honestly. Yeah. I love your Pete and Pete stuff, too. Thank you. That yeah. also is going to eventually become a book, but again, I can't get ahead of myself. I have to finish this one first. <laughs> I'm so excited. You can't yes. see my face, but I'm really excited. <laughs> I'll imagine it in my head. Just yes. a wide grin. <laughs> <laughs> Grinning ear <laughs> When is it ready? I'm, I'm so ready for that, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yes. All right, so I think that's another case closed. I think Woo. so. Woo. Woo. Yes. Yeah. Brett, thank you so much. Yes, thank you, Brett. You're very welcome. So you can find us on Twitter at Black Case Diary, on Instagram at Black Case Diaries Podcast. We have a website, a beautiful website that Adam put together. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. Uh, That is just blackcasediaries.com. From there, you can find our Patreon. Yeah. 
Brett Wilson, are you one of our patrons? Yes, I am. Oh my god! <laughs> Go figure. I'm I'm star I'm starstruck. Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe we have a patron that we're talking to. Right I know now on our show. Crazy. They're real guys. Yeah. <laughs> Make a this a person. super special exclusive episode. <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. Oh hell yeah! Top tier. <laughs> yeah. I'm just glad Thank to help you. other people out because I know we're all in like this independent. Um, you know. I don't want to say it's a fight, but definitely trying to get <laughs> no. our voice out there, trying to be recognized. It can be challenging at times. So um, oh, having absolutely. living that experience with my own art, I just like to help other people out when I can. Yeah. Thank you so, Aww. so much. It means yes. it means everything to us that you're willing to support us like that. So thank you. Sure. Yeah. You're welcome. And it's another reason everybody should go support Brett and his Yes, art. absolutely. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. And see you later, everybody. Yeah. See ya. Bye. Bye.